Simplified Chaos, episode 178. Life is beautiful and full of chaos. And it can get slightly out of hand if that shit's not tamed. We're here to share how to simplify the little things to help you lead a more intentional life. This is Simplified Chaos. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Simplify Chaos. This is Jillian, and I'm with my co-host and beautiful husband, Nicholas. <laughs> What's going on, folks? Thank you for the compliment, Jilly. We hope you all are having a wonderful week. We've got another great episode here for you today. This one is an interview episode. Jilly, who did you get, get a chance to sit down and speak <laughs> with this week? I can't talk this evening. It's all right. It's a long day. Um, today, we will be sharing with you a such a special episode with Lindsay Chitwood. She is an entrepreneur, a traveler, and a healthcare advocate. She has a passion for wellness and the medical industry simply because she just loves helping people. After 11 years of her working 9 to 5 in the hospital, she felt entirely too drained to care for herself. Lindsay started her online business three years ago, which has allowed herself the freedom of an alternate alternate stream of income. Words are hard. They are hard today. Dang it. My goodness. No editing. Here we go. She she is now able to live out her dream, making an impact in the well-being of people's lives. This conversation was so good. Uh, I wish I could have stayed on for at least another hour just learning more of her journey, but I think we got some a lot of golden nuggets in this episode, so I'm really stoked for everyone to hear it. Awesome. Well, let's get right to it. Here is Jill's interview with Lindsay Chitwood. Hey, Lindsay. Welcome to the podcast. Hey, hey. So glad to be here. Thank you for having me. Thank you. We finally made it. I know we were talking before I hit the record button, how we've had COVID adventures, both of us, and we've had to pivot quite a bit. So we're finally here. <laughs> so glad to be over the hump. Let's do this. <laughs> Yay! All right. Um, so before we dive into learning more about you and your, your journey and your story, we always like to start with gratitude. So if there is one thing you are grateful for today, what would that be? Absolutely. I am grateful for the sunshine uh, that we get to wake up to every day. It just makes me smile. And I absolutely love that I can just go outside and sit in the sun does wonders for the mental health. So Mm. I am grateful for the vitamin D that we get every day. (laughs) Love that. Um, I'm grateful that you said yes to to doing this. And I'm grateful to it may not seem like but this is like self care for me just like alone time to like, just connect with someone, someone new, um, someone who I'm like super excited to get to know. <laughs> um, so thank you for this conversation and this 30 to 40 minute block of time that you carved out of your day for this. I'm, I'm very grateful for that. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. <laughs> hey. Um, so I am so fascinated. I found you on Instagram, like uh, many amazing humans. And I was just like drawn to your vibe, like the things you would put in your posts, your pictures, and all of it, like the life you've curated, and I know Instagram is only like a facade. It's only like these small boxes. And I'm just like so fascinated to hear your story on where you started, wherever it feels right for you. And just to see how you came to be living the life that you're living today and doing the work that you're doing. Absolutely. I love this question because it really forces me to go back to the beginning, you know, my line in the sand moment. 
as cliche as that sounds, but I feel like a lot of us influencers, social media marketers, whatever you may call the people that are really present online, I feel like there's always that line in the sand moment that really prompted us to, to expand, grow and figure out what we really wanted to do at some point. For me, it really began with just a passion to connect with people. And this was early on before Instagram even existed. Um, I knew that I had a gift of one-on-one just being able to relate to people and to communicate with people in a one-on-one setting. And I loved that. It was so rewarding to get to know people and their backgrounds and what they were going with, you know, going through at the time and just being able to have a very heartfelt conversation. I've always been a listener first, and then somebody who just wants to make things better. (laughs) And whatever that looked like, I knew that that's just what I love to do. It became very natural for me to be this sort of caretaker, if you will. So long story short, I went through years of the medical field, thinking that that is what I wanted to do, that that was the only way that I could connect with people to take care and nurture and help people make a huge impact. Well, absolutely. That was that was my life for many years and still is to some extent, but I always felt like at the end of the day, it wasn't enough. It wasn't enough impact. There had to be something else out there for me. And so I dabbled a little bit in art. I got into Facebook and Instagram and I realized at a very early age, like when I was 25 years old, that this is a very powerful tool. Social media to me came very natural as well. Once I plugged myself in, I knew, wow, I can use this to leverage a business that's going to help people, not just in the US, but internationally. And when I had that vision at 25, I was like, oh my gosh, this Mm -hmm. is so cool. But how in the heck (laughs) am I going to make this into a business? So I was very much self taught. Um, I kind of just, trial by fire, took a bunch of risks. I got an LLC and basically positioned myself on social media as somebody who could help people. I really didn't have a name or anything, a business plan, right? I was very young and I said, you know what, but but the end goal, the end goal is just to serve people, Um, whether that's helping them start businesses, whether that's just bettering their health, whatever it was, I knew that there was some calling for me to have an online presence because that impact was going to go so much further. So I took a bunch of courses online. I figured out that my niche market is health and wellness. As broad as that is, there are so many different avenues you can take with that business. And I knew that, well, I'm good with people. I appreciate, I value um, things that are good for our bodies, whether that's food, water, you know, the music we listen to, whatever it is, it's, it's, it has to be serving us, you know? And so I really just started to take a bunch of risks, to be honest with you, Dylan. And I, it's been working for me and ever evolving. This, this path of mine has always been very much um, evolving and not just one straight and narrow (laughs) journey, which I'm sure you can relate to as well. Um, But that's just kind of a little backstory of where it began for me is just I knew there was something bigger and how and it was time to take some risk and figure out how to get to a point where I could make that vision really come into fruition. So 
And I see you're in Arizona now. Were you always in Arizona or did you start off somewhere else and then have this other dream that like, I need to be somewhere else. I see myself somewhere else. (laughs) Absolutely. Um, I'm originally from Hawaii. So Hawaii until about 18 years old, got island fever, had to see the world, right? So I moved to Oregon. I moved Mm. to the Pacific Northwest. Um, People thought I was crazy, but I said, you know what? There's there's something about that place. There's all seasons. There's an art school I can plug myself into. So I ended up moving there, living there for about 15 years. Wow. And, you know, went through just an amazing experience there. Grew up in so many different art industries, the food and wellness, and like so much culture. I was so immersed in culture there. And it was fantastic. Um, Basically built up my resume. And then by the time we hit the pandemic, life started to look differently. I was working in an emergency room and that's a whole nother story, probably a whole nother podcast episode, (laughs) but I hit another point in my life where I was kind of reevaluating going, okay, like it's time to make some changes again, you know? And we fought and fought. My husband and I fought to stay in Oregon and that just wasn't in the, in the game for us. We, we said, okay, well, where to next? And it happened to be where Arizona was our next landing point. My husband got a job offer here. I had no plan whatsoever, but I knew that this was our time to pivot. If not now, then I don't know. <laughs> I don't know when. Right. So it, it just kind of worked out that way, to be honest. Mm. Yeah. Um, we're definitely on the same train, like the pandemic, I call it the pandemic pivot. Uh, cause I feel like <laughs> it's probably been for a lot of people, but for, um, our family, it was definitely like kind of the fire started. It was like, all right, mm-hmm. we need to make a change. And, um, yeah. What was the biggest, I guess, struggle that you've had with everything? Like, man, so you moved by yourself at 18, like you left your home state. Wow. Like, I guess through all that, and I'm sure you had many, many struggles. And I always like to hear, um, the transparency of that, just because I think a lot of people see like quote unquote success on Instagram and they're like, oh, they don't have any problems. Their mindset's probably always like top notch. Yeah. So I'm, I'm wondering like, what has been, you know, your biggest struggle through your journey? I, I love this. And I, I appreciate people asking these hard questions because it's hard to talk about. And, you know, I don't normally talk about this publicly, but I think people need to hear it. And, you know, I went into nursing school. So I had already graduated from art school and dabbled in the art industry, had a blast. But then again, with that wanting to do something bigger and more expansive, I enrolled myself in nursing school, went through three years of that very intensive program, um, enjoyed it and came out of it and wasn't able to pass my state boards. Now it's still even, it's less triggering to talk about, but it's actually really healthy to talk about these things because to this day, I never passed my nursing state board exam. Mm. So this was the ultimate struggle to be faced with, you know, just this opportunity that was right on the other side to be expansive, to be, to make an impact and to be that figure in the healthcare world but not be able to taste it and to move on and go with it. That was so heart-wrenching. I'll never forget that moment. And this was after multiple attempts. And I had to sit back and go, what does this mean? You know, I'm a very positive person. Don't get me wrong. But I also struggled a lot with depression. I struggled a lot with just just being a very negative Nancy during that time because because I 
I wasn't there. I didn't meet my goal. I wasn't a nurse. And I felt like the end all for me. Um, and I will say that that really made me reevaluate, you know, where I was just in my headspace and going, okay, well, I just spent a ton of money on nursing school. I just went through the ringer and like, I can't even pass this exam. Like, what is, what's my problem, right? We internalize and we do all the things, but I knew that everything in life was a choice, but this was going to be a really, really hard one for me. It was easy to choose to be a nurse. It was easy to choose to be an artist, but it wasn't easy for me to choose to walk away from that. And that was the biggest struggle for me. So that was a really pivotal moment. A lot of, a lot of shifting, a lot of figuring things out on my own. Thank you, YouTube and (laughs) Google. (laughs) But I will say like, that was such a bottom of the barrel moment for me. Um, And not a lot of people know about it, but I think it's important to talk about it. So that's, that was like, okay, there's, you can only go up from here, right? (laughs) Oh my goodness. I can't imagine how, yeah, how hard that must've been because I was a a teacher for 12 years and there were many, um, I say colleagues, but I wasn't working with them, classmates that were going through the program side by side with, and they could not pass the assessment that you needed to pass in order to be a teacher. And I'm thinking like, how important is this assessment? Does this really, um, like judge their six quote unquote success as an educator or like a nurse, like, you know, to each their own. I I love tests, but I hate tests at the same time. Um, like, but I I can't imagine what that was like, like, especially all the money and time you spent putting some into something, um, that didn't come to fruition. So I guess throughout your process of being a nurse, is there anything that you learned during the process that you were able to like pull from like in the future that you're like the silver lining of that journey was like, I got A, B, and C from it. I'm sure it was a lot of internal things or I I don't know. I'm just curious. Absolutely. Um, You know, I always say, okay, one life and everything is more a lesson than a loss. Now that's years of, of just really practicing gratitude. Like I love that we opened with that. It's years of just kind of rewiring your brain to acknowledge a situation, go, wow, that really, really sucks. That wasn't great. But then to rewire it and go, okay, what, what are the gems? What are the lessons that I learned from this experience? And for me, oh, number one, our bodies are so resilient. I learned that we are capable of going through just about everything. We are capable of going through it, yet we still hold on and harbor our stress stressors and you know that will always kind of exist. So it's learning how to process that. But man, we can go through a lot. Um, and I'm just, I'm impressed with our bodies and how resilient they are. That was a big takeaway for me. I would say another one is that everything is temporary. Everything is not set in stone. Um, and when you think about that, you think like there are so many opportunities out there for you. Um, you are never stuck in one position. You might feel stuck. You might feel like I don't have enough money. I don't have enough experience but you are never stuck. Somebody else guaranteed has gone through the same thing as you, but you have full opportunity to, to pivot and to figure something else out. You, there's always a plan B, even if you don't see it right away. And that is a huge takeaway for me too, is I realized, wow, there's not a weight on my shoulders anymore. Actually, the opportunities are endless. I just need to keep moving. 
keep moving forward. <laughs> I love that. And I love how you said it's a lesson, not a loss. That's mm-hmm. I'm like big on like mantras and like little jingles. Cause it gets stuck with me. I don't really remember yeah. things unless <laughs> a, it rhymes it's catchy. Um, which has been really helpful with Lucille, like trying to install like those mantras in her. Um, but there yeah. was a post you had, I was the, I, I wrote down some notes because I think everything you just said, I can see like the growth in that when you wrote this, it was about like, you don't have to listen to society. You don't have to subscribe to their expectations. You can completely and totally and radically opt the hell out of the mundane way of thinking. There is no universal timeline on blooming. And I say we can bloom at any damn age we want. It gives me goosebumps when I'm reading that right now. Like, I feel like it gives me, yeah. <laughs> oh, and I don't know. It's because I've experienced that too. I don't know if I would have, um, I would say subscribe to it before. Like, oh, I totally get that. Or but because I've gone through that journey of like thinking my identity is tied into a profession or the amount of money, like when you go through that transition of detaching yourself and letting go of that, I mean, it's, it's so freeing and you just want to share it to the world without sounding like super cocky and like I made it, but it's like, I've made it inside. I don't want to describe it, but it feels really good. hundred <laughs> <100%. laughs> percent. Um, you know, with that, it's, it's, it's just very freeing. Like you said, it's almost like you're going through a detox too. And when you yeah. come out of it, you're like, I feel so much better. <laughs> That's a good way of putting it like a life detox. Mm. Mm-hmm. I guess. So through everything that you've been through, what is your version of success today at this moment? Absolutely. I think obviously success looks different to a lot of people. Some people are more focused on like financial gains from running a successful business. I think success is a huge umbrella. And I think for me, underneath that umbrella of success, to me, it looks like if you are focused on putting your life first, Mm -hmm. like if you're living your life first and then focusing on your business, that is what's going to make you successful. If you are focused on prioritizing your self-care, your family, those fun things you like to do, um, you know, whatever that might look like, that's going to make you that whole person so that you have enough to give to these other areas under this umbrella of success. You're going to pour into your business. You're going to pour into your best friend. You're going to pour into your podcast. You know, you're going to pour into this organization that you love to volunteer with, whatever it may be success is, it's got to come from a good place. I think if it doesn't, if you are so spread thin, burnt out, you have nothing to give because you're, you're depleted, right? You're depleted. You're, you're running low on energy. Um, I think success comes from that place. If you're not a whole person, it's going to be a really long roadmap for you. Um, and that's just from experience. And I think that, you know, prioritize, you know, it's not easy for people to prioritize. We get busy, life happens, but if we just take baby steps towards really, you know, carving out time for those things that make us feel whole and human, that's really going to benefit every other avenue of our life. And to me, that is success. So I like the idea of the, I'm big on like visuals and stuff, Um, the umbrella (laughs) thing. Um, I can really see that well. And, and I know like, I've noticed on, on Instagram, like you, and I don't know if this is what you're still into, but I've seen like your water business. And then I see now you're pivoting into something else. And I can see you dabbling in things that excite you. Like I can tell just based on your energy. And I'm wondering like, if you would like just sharing, like, how do you, 
how do you balance quote unquote balance if yeah. it exists? I don't know. It's like the ebb and flow. Like how do you do <laughs> life first and then put your work in there? I'm just curious, like, what does that look like for you? Maybe like a typical day or just like some things that work for you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm a big fan on routines and I'm not definitely like bound to one routine every day, but I notice that certain things, if they are kind of planned out, like even something as simple as, you know, getting up and turning on a favorite record of mine, like a good album or going and making my coffee in the morning, you know, if that's five minutes of my morning, something that I know it's going to bring a smile to my face. It's going to help me wake up. It's going to, you know, just fill my cup up in the morning, you know, no pun intended, but <laughs> it's, uh, it's just one of those things, those little things, you know? And, um, so for me lately, a day in the life of Lindsay has been definitely hitting the, the Kong and water in the morning. Um, and then we got to do coffee and then usually a nice, nice song in the background just to kind of jazz myself up. Um, I do have a calendar. So as busy as I am, it does help me to pencil in things in my calendar. So I use Google calendar and I usually will check in with any customers I have in my water business. And now with my health and wellness business with hair and skincare, I've got a nice clientele list, um, that I also will go off of. Um, but really, you know, just saying, okay, 20 minutes there, half an hour there, you know, lunch with my husband. So to some, it seems very, it can seem very rigid and, you know, a little too organized, but for me personally, it's, that is the balance. That's where it's at for me. If I don't write it down, I'm probably not going to get to it. Mm. Um, So that's just the way my brain works, but um, yeah, definitely more just about that routine. If it's, if it's something that gets you excited in the morning or in the middle of the day, then I'm all for it. Make sure that that always happens, that that's the most consistent thing that you could have. Yeah. <laughs> during your week, so. Yeah. Well, it seems like, you know, your life. And I had this revelation when I was teaching that, like, I feel like our lives should revolve around self-care versus work, because I think so much is depleted during the work and we don't check in at all. So it's like, it's, to me, it was kind of backwards, the amount of work that we did compared to how well we took care of ourselves. And it, it seems yeah. like you're able to kind of like trickle that in really well. And I I'm so for the music, like we are listening to jams <laughs> all the time. There is some silence. Don't get me wrong, but it like my daughter gets in the groove. She's like, mom, play this jam. Or it's like, this is my jam. She'll just like break out in a dance. And it's like something so simple. Music can completely change the energy of whatever you're doing. Like cleaning the bathrooms, not exciting playing music way better. Um, oh, yeah. So I love that you said that because it's just something so small, but can like just electrify the moment of the mundane of whatever it is. And um, that's kind of how what we we've been doing here as well. <laughs> that's amazing. It's it's so true, though. <laughs> oh. So what are you working on right now that is just like lighting you up? I, I always like to hear what's like exciting to you in this moment. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, well, I'm finally in a spot where, you know, you talk about self-care that is, if we're talking about umbrellas and what we're focusing on now, that is where I'm at. I'm my run two businesses. Um, I'm a Kong and water distributor and also have partnered with uh, a hair care, skincare line, Monate. These two businesses are very much in alignment with that self-care priority. So I market to people who prefer to feel better, whether it's what they're ingesting or what they're putting on topically. So I'm able to balance two businesses and really focus on that bigger impact. If it's people that just want to, 
you know, pivot into cleaner products, better products for their family, something more sustainable for their families. So right now I'm really focused on leveraging social media to get even bigger, to do more. I want to do courses with individuals. I want to be able to talk openly, perhaps have a podcast with individuals that are in the health and wellness industry, bring in other people in these, you know, massive industries that kind of started where I was, um, but really reach people who need to hear that there's other people going through health issues, um, health problems, and what's available to them. So just providing a service, um, somebody, you know, something people can enjoy, whether that's a platform, um, we'll see, but lots of things in the mix right now. So just trying to show up every day for you guys and just put the word out, get people excited about what opportunities are available for people. So you're, you're like a natural on there too. Like I see you show up and I would be super, like I've done them before when I used to run like um, meal programs, I, I mm-hmm. had a food blog and then I finally was like, I'm ready to pivot. So I stopped it and I've done some other things, but I always felt so awkward on live and just getting on screen. Like I told Nick, if we ever did video with the podcast, I need to make Muppets. I was like Muppets hundred percent because I don't want, I don't want to be a camera, <laughs> but please <you> do. <laughs> It would be pretty sad if more people tune in just to see the Muppets, but you know, to each their own, you can't help it. Puppets are funny, but anyway, like you're magnetic on there. Like I can see how you emanate, like you're very gifted in like, like you said, connecting to people and you're so approachable and it's like, you're not judgmental. It's like just sharing the raw and the real. And I've seen a couple like really vulnerable posts that you've had out there. And I was just like, wow, like you're probably really touching home to a lot of people out there and helping them. So I think that's just magnificent that you're, you're doing that and sharing your gift with the world. I really do. Thank you so much. It's a very saturated market when it comes to just talking about anything. We're always influencing each other, right? With, you know, with anything. And, and so how do you connect to people? It's, it's a challenge that a lot of us face just being in the online realm. Um, but I think that at the end of the day, it's so important to focus on your story, you know, because you're going to draw in that special person or two people or 50 that resonate and better to connect with that amount of people than, you know, none at all. So you just never know. I think your testimony is really powerful. So yeah, thank you. Yeah, of course. (laughs) I just want to keep uplifting you because I think what you're doing is amazing. Um, but I know like, I'm sorry, I'm like time, like keep looking at the clock. I'm like, I want to have enough time for everything. Okay. So I really want to pivot and just talk about, um, Nick and I are huge on values. Like, I think once you determine what you value in life, however many it is, whatever number is enough for you, I think it helps direct your life in a simpler way that it's not so complicated and complex. So I would love to hear if you have a set of values that kind of helps direct, you know, where your, your journey takes you. Absolutely. Um, I think it goes back to just, it reminds me of like, what are your pillars? That's one thing Mm. I talk a lot with my customers, um, you know, that want to take it further and and market online is, you know, if you, like I say, the five pillars, you don't necessarily need five core values, five pillars, but for me, it's always like this rotating cycle of things always fall back on family. Like I value, value, value my family above all else. I value time with my husband. I think that it's, you know, I don't have kids or any fur babies yet, (laughs) but um, it's important to me to, to, 
prioritize that to always put that first and foremost. Um, so family definitely, I think makes me a better person if I'm always plugged into, you know, spending time with family and friends. Um, I would say definitely another core value of mine is just, I think it's also has to do with filling my cup up and what that looks like is taking care of myself enough sleep enough good nutrition enough I, I feel like I'm speaking to the choir sometimes because we all say this but don't do it <laughs> but I feel like you know it's it's a huge goal of mine that is I value my well-being a lot because I know that time is limited and I know that I want to be able to live as long as I possibly can and healthy and live with my partner as long as I possibly can. So I want to be very conscious and aware of what, what I'm doing day to day when it comes to my overall well-being, physically, mentally, spiritually. So that is definitely another core value of mine. I would say those are my top two. <laughs> those are great values for sure. So, yeah. Yeah. Mm, I'm with you on the well-being. I know it's like this general, yeah. but it's um yeah. I feel you. Oh, yeah. Um, I love it so much. Do you, I was going to say, you have to be an influence like with you and your husband. I feel like I've been learning a lot through my husband these days. Um, so I'm just curious, like, do you guys, are you guys like evolving and growing together? Like he did learn something. You're like, Oh, I want to try that. Like I'm always fascinated about partnerships too. Absolutely. I'm, it wasn't always this way, but I would say now we definitely are very much like parallel in our growth. Um, but originally, like when I first got into online marketing, Michael was not on the same wavelength. He didn't even know like what the point was <laughs> to be <laughs> this quote unquote influencer. And, you know, like, are you kidding me? Like, uh, and so our conversations then were very, very different than now. But now I think when he sees the impact and just the conversations that I'm having with people, he goes, wow, honey, like you're actually doing something. You know, I feel like human. <laughs> we see things differently, right? With all yeah. respect, we love our guys, but the guy, if the guys are more like, well, I need to see it right now. I need to see if this is working right now. And I'm like, just hold on. I just got to, you know, tend to this person's, you know, needs and listen a little bit more. Don't worry. <laughs> so now that he's come around and been like, okay, I see how, why this is working and how it's working. Um, he's excited and very much supportive. Of, of what I'm doing. And I've always supported him and he's in the sales marketing industry, but more offline. Um, but now we have this amazing bond and we're able to kind of, you know, just juggle ideas off of each other and, and really just get creative. Like it's actually a really fun stage in our relationship to be like, well, why don't we try this? Or did you, okay, that didn't work. You know, let's try this and uh, really just support each other in our own businesses. But yeah. It took a while for him to come around. <laughs> oh, it's, it's like everyone's pace is different. And like yeah. weird, my husband is like taking charge of nutrition, like going in this wild direction of learning everything he can. And I'm like, who are you? Like, I don't <laughs> understand. Like, where's my husband? I'm like, but in the most beautiful way, it's just, it's cool to see yeah. those transitions in like parts of life, not in only it's in ourselves, exciting. but yeah, it is. I agree. So exciting. Oh, love it. Well, um, fortunately we have seven minutes and 53 seconds remaining. <laughs> I love zoom okay. with these type things. Um, <laughs> I want to get to the quote because I'm a huge fan of words. Uh, so if there are some words or mantras or a quote that is resonating with you in this season of life, please share. Absolutely. Um, 
so right now this is my quote I look at every single day. I actually got it engraved in my cowgirl hat um, and it's by <laughs> Jack London. So Jack London, um, it's a part of one of his books here, but part of it says, I shall not waste my days trying to prolong them. I shall use my time. And I love that because we often get ahead of ourselves and we want to do all the things and cram things in and plan out our lives so far in advance when it's good to pause and to take a breath and to go, you know what, I want to use, I should use the most of my time right here, right now, Mm. you know, so have more of that. (laughs) I love that quote. That's a good reminder to myself to slow down and all right, just enjoy the now. (laughs) Mm. Jack London, does he have a house in Oregon or North? I feel like I've seen his property with Nick when we were really early on. And it was like remnants of his property because it burned down. It was like something super tragic, but I just like oh, wow. Jack London sounds really familiar. And I'm wondering, um, maybe I was like, maybe you knew cause you were in Oregon, but I'm like, it's either Oregon. I don't know. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> I think he has multiple homes. I wouldn't be probably, surprised. <laughs> probably. <laughs> oh, but that's a good one. I haven't heard that one. So now I'm definitely going to have to write that one down and put it in the mix of things. Um, awesome. I love it. Okay. So, uh, we, I know like, talking about things, sharing things were so great, but I know like we're big on action and like small, tiny steps. Um, and I'm sure you've taken millions of those throughout your life. If there is like one action step you could give for the community right now, just to live a more life that's authentic to them more intentional, um, what would that be? Definitely. Um, one action step, I would say just if you've been dwelling on moving forward in any area of your life, whether it's starting a business, whether it's, you know, saying yes to a job, if somebody's offered you a position, whether it's enrolling yourself in a program, you know, whatever it may be, if you're just on that brink of moving from A to B, just do it. Just take the step, take the step because again, you're never stuck. You can always pivot again. That's the beautiful thing about life is you can pivot. It might take some hard work, some blood and sweat, but just say yes, because you never know what's on the other side of that door. It could open up so many doors for you. So I would just say, just go for it. Um, You can always pivot if it's not for you. So, yeah. Someone said something similar to you. It was like, screw it, just do it. And I was like, well, that, that gets it to the point too. You said it well. There was more romance the way you said it, but like, I mean, we don't want to scare anyone. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. (laughs) Oh, this, this has been such an amazing conversation, Lindsay. Um, uh, I'm just excited that I got to chat with you and yeah. And I'm going to have to check out like your, what you're doing now with your businesses. Cause I've used Monat. Is it Monat? Monat? Monate. Monate. I'm sorry. I'm no, Nate, I've, I've tried it before. I got samples from a, mm-hmm. a parent that I, from kid I used to teach and I just didn't yeah. know anything about it, but I was like, thanks. Yeah. And I used it and I didn't think anything of it. I wasn't really educated on it. So now I'm excited to learn more about Absolutely. the company. Yeah. So if, for it. <laughs> if, uh, if anyone who's listening, want to connect with you, what is the best way for them to find you? Absolutely. Instagram navigating South is my name. Um, send me a message. I'm pretty active on that daily. So would love to connect with any of you. Yay. And I appreciate that, that 
you're open to DM, DMs. I always feel weird when I say DMs, like acronyms. Slide into like, my DMs. Right? I don't like, I don't know. But it's it's kind of refreshing because it feels like a text in a way and it feels pretty personal. So I, I always am like, yay, they DM me. And I, you know, it's it's a nice feeling to like, I don't know, like it's very personal, but I know there's yeah. some people that are like boundaries. I can't do it, which yes. is great too. Um, yeah, absolutely. So yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well, we, three minutes and nine seconds, take that Zoom. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I guess any last words before we leave or anything else that you wanted to, to say before I hit the, um, the I just want to say thank you. This is an amazing podcast. And I'm so glad to tune into more. Um, I love the work that you're doing. I think it's fantastic. So yeah, feel very honored to be on this, this season. All right, folks. We hope you enjoyed that interview with Lindsay Chitwood. And that's going to do it for today's episode. If you like this episode, please do us a favor and help us spread the message. You can do this by writing a review or simply by sharing this episode with a friend. And remember, sharing sparks a conversation, conversation leads to action, and action is how we're able to live a happy and intentional as hell lifestyle. We want to thank you all for listening today, and we will see you again next week. See y'all later.